How Long Gone. Beautiful day in Los Angeles. Let's fucking podcast, bro. DJ Them Jeans is here. Um, <laughs> wicka, wicka. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of music, I, I'm a little... Um, I'm a little upset. I'm a little, I don't know if spiraling is being overdramatic, but Mm -hmm. I went on like sometimes, I don't know if you're like this, but this is, you know, I got into DJing because I love turntablism, but also because music is kind (laughs) of like so much more for me than just entertainment. Are you you saying, I don't don't want to step on your toes, but are you saying music is life? It can be. Music has helped me out of some dark corners. Um, So are you saying that this morning you woke up and chose to listen to the Benny the Butcher featuring J. Cole song? I did not listen to that. That hasn't reached my platform, but... um, you know, it's a Thursday morning, just like every other Thursday. Uh, you know, if I am kind of spiraling, if I am going through it, mm-hmm. I'll fire up my Weezify app and <laughs> listen to a song that'll kind of calm me down. And wouldn't you know it, India Irie took her music off of off of Weezify as well. And now, what, what am I supposed to do at this point? So you're telling me you got <laughs> you were barefoot <laughs> in the crib. You had the Nag Champa lit. And you were walking around. You had your flowy skirt on. You had your shells on. You had your linen pants. My fat, my fat little <laughs> ass was. You were ready to. You were ready to to talk to God through India while you were making your matcha. And you're telling me that that Weezify mm-hmm. didn't yeah. provide. You know, like I, I'm asking myself and I'm kind of answering my own question as the words come out of my mouth of what did Rivers do. <laughs> to make her remove but we kind of can we kind of know where it, where it's going he has a little bit of a you know troubled storied past as it pertains to what he uh, what he does behind the bedroom door you know? i've i've heard about it and and you know i it makes me sick to my stomach it, weezer makes me sick to my stomach too jason and i'm i'm <laughs> glad that we can agree on that but i'm sorry that you can't i thought you had all of india's albums on vinyl so it's a little crazy i do you? but they're in storage like so many mm-hmm. of my other brethren i don't know a track if you're listening to this or diplo or wes or skrill <laughs> or sunny or any of you guys if you have any like storage solutions for all the vinyl yeah do do let me know if you want we'll read your answer on the air if, the, if yeah it, maybe if, if it pleases you maybe a track and dave one should should since they got money maybe they should kind of invent some sort of record storage facility for for <laughs> like turntablists <laughs> like yourself i thought at first you're going in a direction of like a minimalist furniture company colla- you know for like a, no, a store uh, a shelving no. storage solution but you're talking Mm-mm. about how Let's say if I have like a very impressive wine collection, I will have a temperature controlled controlled underground somewhere near the airport. You know, Marina Del Rey is kind of where I keep a lot of my, you know, 70s yeah. and younger. No, I think it's it's a, and older. a nice a nice temperature controlled facility. Every every uh, every stall comes with a a obviously tuned and perfected with fresh needles uh 1200 <laughs> techniques turntable <laughs> listening station. And then I, I think that could be like a cool vinyl club. And, you know, if, if Dave Juan would stop by in all those St. Laurent heeled boots, he could do this. He could, he could, they could open this shit in a week. You if know what he I just mean? cuts down to three pairs of boots a month. <laughs> yeah, do we, we, this, this is done. I mean, a track, look, a track can, a track can sell his, uh, his good music chain. And they're just gonna, they're good to go, man. I don't know. I don't, these guys, they're, they're leaving money on the table and I hate, and I'm not talking about the techniques now. You well, know what the, I mean? the problem is, uh, you know, an endeavor like this, it's going to require a whole lot of runway, a whole lot of capital 
And I don't know. I mean, it's, it's got to be three, four years with a burn before we're going to see any profits, especially because nope, nope. you were talking about every room was going to have a, a, a fresh set of needles. Is that what you said? Yeah. Not, yeah. Not those needles, Jason. Get your head out okay, of Okay. Well, because I've seen, you know, like a lot of clean needle programs in, in the area <laughs> haven't necessarily, you know, kind of yielded yeah, the results yeah. that we were all hoping mm-hmm. for. So it's we're, we're like backpedaling on that right now. I, I understand. I understand. I mean, maybe we can get a donation from one of our many sponsors. You know what I mean? That could that, like, do we do we have a needle sponsor? Turntable Lab, if you're listening, dig deep, brothers. <laughs> yeah, t- Turntable Lab. I know you unfortunately did have to close your New York location, but mm-hmm. uh, if I, that means that they probably have a lot of needles in storage somewhere. It's something to think about, but I, I think this is a nice business opportunity, and we could get some of the bigger dogs involved if we had to. Yeah, um, you know, to, to provide some upfront equity. I mean, upfront cash in return for equity. You course. know, I don't like to call in favors, but something like this, you kind of got to, right? It's like this is the moment you own it, kind of thing. I mean, look, when you decide to open your Smash Burger restaurant, you're going to have to make these calls, <laughs> so you might as well do it now. I mean, what difference does it make? You do it now, or you do it later. How how is that? Um, I know the Smash Burger Speakeasy opened up kind of in your hood <laughs> yeah. in, in, in Hollywood called For the Win. Yeah. I didn't know. I haven't tried it yet. I heard it's pretty good, but overpriced. But I, I didn't know that people still said For the Win. Well, that's the most troubling part, I think, is the name. Like like a lot of <laughs> things in, in in L.A. specifically, it's the, the product itself is not bad, but everything around it is. I'm going to add For the Win to my airmail style words you can't say no mo i don't know if you saw this jason and talk about upsetting this is worse than ndre not being available on on weezify uh <laughs> vulture our friends over at vulture who um are still talking about succession even though the season has been over for six months um they they launched they launched a wordle competitor oh no really that's right they're getting into the game game okay the, i'm in the game game <laughs> <laughs> And I don't like it one bit. I, you know, do, do you know what of, it's called? Does it have a name? Fuck no. I mean, they just retweet people talking about it all day to try to get people to sign up. Of course, but I, I just don't. Uh, well, you got to unfollow. I well, I, I, I don't. I can't unfollow because I like some of their uh, breaking journalism about you know, yeah. you know, another Che Diaz meme that's not funny, or uh, <laughs> you know, or a story about the how much meat they eat on Succession. These are things I need. <laughs> These are things how much I meat they eat on Succession. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. This is journalism that I must devour strictly to talk about it on this show. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, no pun intended there. But Gains. so I, it's been a rough day. It's been. It sounds like it's been a rough day for all of us. Um, luckily, I was able to get my my cardio in, um, mm-hmm. which which was nice. I did. I had to go to the platform uh, structure yesterday for a meeting. Can you explain what that is for listeners who might not know? It's an outdoor mall in Culver City. Um, it was fucking popping. I guess so. I guess there's a new Italian restaurant there by the Medeo family of the famous Beverly Hills uh, celebrity Italian eatery. Did you know that? Oh, okay. I did not know that. Do you know what it's called? I don't. Uh, I don't remember. They have a nice bakery. It seems like something we should maybe try, to be honest with you. You know that we have a rule, don't go to Culver City unless there's a check, but mm-hmm. if it means spending a lot of money, then I'll consider it. You know? Well, it could. I could probably... I, look, let's make some arrangements, but I have, a, I have a bone to pick because obviously um, the, the coffee selection is is blue bottle, you know, and I want it to be... <laughs> I wanted to be jacked up for my meeting in top four, my brain firing on 100. You want to get jacked for that meeting. I had to go to the Nestle, the Nestle owned blue bottle coffee location where, <laughs> I, where I ordered a, a bold, uh, iced coffee. So it was, it was, it was tasted pretty good, to be honest with you. But that wasn't the issue, mm-hmm. Jason. This was served to me 
in a paper cup. Okay, so this was an iced coffee. That's right. In a paper cup. And I don't know if that's something like we ran out of plastic or this is better for the environment or we mm, we, ha- it, we hate it, you. It, I don't know which one of the three it was. It's funny because knowing knowing Nestle it's not environmental but knowing Blue Bottle it is. So it was a it was a strange but you know what it did allow me to do which it, I do sometimes when I'm um drinking a beverage cuz I'm a man. You know you can't use a straw obviously. I only I, I use a straw with a smoothie, and I feel you know how that makes me feel. I don't love it, fellas. Is it gay to use a straw? Absolutely is. But a, 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 I mean, is there is there like a an exemption to that rule if you are at a place where you don't tr- necessarily trust the cleanliness of their dishwashing practices? Mm, I mean, you know, I mean, like if you go to some place and they hand you you know your your water or your iced tea in a in a cup. Maybe it's a plastic cup or something like that, mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't mm-hmm. know if I like the way they clean this. I, no, I don't. I, I, but you're a man, so you're like, fuck it, more. You know, rub the rub the germs in. I'm a, I'm a man, bro. I'm a I'm a man. I you know, like much like you, we wash. I wash my hands before I pee. You know what I mean? That's real man shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I had the but the paper cup thing did allow me to go lidless, which I I love the vibe of lidless. Lidless iced coffee. I don't mm-hmm. know. That, I'm just. I'm, I'm sipping lid free, ho, and it ain't nothing. Uh, iced coffee, I need a, a thick plastic bio undegradable cup. Once again, once again, you come on this podcast and and <laughs> openly admit that you're bitch made. And that's something that I just will never understand about bitch you. Bitch made what's bitch made? What is bitch made? <laughs> Needing a lid, that's that's bitch made. Uh, you need a lid because the straw no, goes kidding. through the lid hole. I don't want to teach you kind of the birds and the bees out of sipping, but <laughs> when, uh, when a, yeah, when a no, mommy straw and a daddy lid love each other very much, you kind of have to <laughs> Put the square peg in the square hole, as it were. No, I understand. No, I understand. But I mean, I got look. I got jacked on on the caffeine. Okay. It was a beautiful. I blasted the uh, Mazzy Star album on the way home, and it was pretty traffic free with the windows down, having a Cali afternoon. <laughs> I almost. I mean, luckily, because we're very close with the artist known as Benjamin Edgar, we did receive uh, our single cigarette after dinner mm-hmm. um, milled uh, cigarette holder day of release. Day of release. So I did have that, and I have I have yours. I have yours uh, ready to rock. Um, you know, whenever mm-hmm. it's on ice for me, waiting. Of course, I kept it in the original packaging. I talked to I talked to Ben a lot. He uh, he actually custom made me a pair of his jeans that are are very cool. So it was only natural that I kind of asked him to do a, a bespoke edition of his uh, his cig- single cigarette holder, mm-hmm. uh, and this one's going to be a little more costly. It's a whole; it holds a whole carton of palm oil. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's one, a great. That's a great one idea. is not you know one. No, it's know, not. It's stick. not going to be enough for you. It's well, I, I've I've other. been in deep discussions with Ben as well about creating me some sort of um, permanent gallon jug not a, not unlike my uh not unlike my carton holder this is not only going to be expensive but it's going to be pretty heavy we should we should talk about our guest today jason we do have a guest today mm-hmm. we're kind of dipping back into legend territory here with with dean warham um you might know him from the uh iconic shoegaze outfit galaxy 500 uh he was also in a band called luna mm-hmm. um he also has done the score for Two classic no well one classic no Bombach film the squid and the whale as well as Mistress America um mm-hmm. he went to he went to Harvard he's from New Zealand I mean there's a lot to go through here yeah 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 grew up uh you know went to high school in the 70s in New York City want to you know want to get a scene report 
you know, we can talk about, you know, are they going to pull Luna or Galaxy 500 from Weezify? We need to get hard data on how much Luna is getting streamed on Titan. Yeah. And we have to go, we have to ask Dean because no one else is going to answer us. Mm-hmm. Does he like the new Charlie XCX record? Does he think <laughs> Rena exactly, did a better yeah. job? There's a lot to cover here. So let's give good old Dino Warheim <laughs> a zoomy. Okay, so you said you we could have done this podcast in person because you're close by. You're in New York, though, right? No, I'm not. I, I live in Los Angeles. Oh, oh, yeah, Dean. I didn't. I you seem. I mean, I know you're you know originally from New Zealand, but you you're a real New York guy in my mind. I know. So are you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I spent most of my life in New York. I moved out here eight years ago. My ex-wife moved out here with my son. Dean, so you didn't have a choice. <laughs> She didn't snatch him. It was a conversation. Uh, it, it was, um, she said, I'm thinking about doing this. Would you move out here? And, 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 and Britt and I were like, yeah, that sounds fun, actually. So we moved out here mm-hmm. from Brooklyn. We were in Brooklyn. And now my son, is. We, the idea was would he just stay till, uh, till he graduated high school. Then he went off to mm-hmm. went off to UC Berkeley, got, got a degree during the pandemic. And now he's moved back to Brooklyn. And he says it's it's so great in Brooklyn. He loves it. And I'm like, yes, I know, I know it is. Well, he's wrong. He's. I feel like he should be. A, <laughs> I feel like he should be a Manhattan child. Do you feel any sort of way about his his? I mean, I lived in New York for 13 years, and I've been in LA for like seven months. Is that all? Yeah, I mean, I kept my apartment in the East Village for peace of mind. That's um, upsetting to some people in my life, uh, but the um, <laughs> the the uh, I, I I just need to go back i mean i have some work commitments there that keep me going back but i also need to go back because there's nothing to do here and no culture so i need to go back and <laughs> tap in to kind of replenish my tank do you do you feel like that at all uh, i think there's cult there's culture here but you do you do have to seek it out you don't you don't bump you don't bump into it that's a good way to put it that's a good where way in to put la it. do you seek out your culture dean you know what? I went. I finally went to the Broad Museum uh, last week. Okay. Okay. Uh, there we go. A little on the nose for culture. Okay. I thought it was. I thought it was kind of horrendous, actually. <laughs> okay. Go on, brother. Go on. I mean, it feels. It it feels very much like a a rich guys like jerk off project. Absolutely. Yes. It's like, oh, so it's an art gallery. Uh, yeah. A friend of my da- <laughs> friend of my dad saying this to me years ago about a, a, a friend of his who had b- just bought the Village Voice, and he said to him, "The difference between men and boys is the size of their toys." It's, uh, yeah, it's true. This it's is a true. large <laughs> toy. But- it's a, I mean, I think there's some good stuff in there, but like, it's, yeah, it's, it's yes, the size. It's the size of their dinner table. Isn't that where that giant oversized dining room set <laughs> that, is? Yes, or yes, is that it the is. LACMA? No, no, that's that's at the Broad. That's at the Broad. Okay. Yes, but you, yes, I mean, yeah. going downtown is one of the things I want to do the least. So I, you get, you get kudos for that alone. Oh, you, Chris, you make a day out of it. You go little Tokyo, get a nice little meal, walk around, hit the bro, dodge some human feces. Downtown's a great place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, down, yeah. 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 You know, when, when Britt and I first moved out here, we actually looked in the, we, we looked in the downtown arts district and there was like a loft, giant loft, you know, twice the size of where we lived in Brooklyn and way cheaper. And we, we were tempted, but then we just thought, no, we should, we should not. Yeah. So where in Malibu did you guys end up? <laughs> you know what? We were in Hollywood for a while. Now we're in um, we're in Echo Park. 
The poor, the poor man's Silver Lake. Well, I mean, it used to be. Now it's just as expensive. Uh, yeah, I guess I think the houses are smaller, so it's just, it's not the fancy. But uh, yes, yeah, you're right. It's, yeah, everywhere is right. Wait, I'm I'm a little confused. Are you, do you live with your ex-wife? No, no, no. I live with my current wife. That's uh, Britta 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 Phillips. Oh, I'm okay. I was confused. Okay, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's a twisted arrangement. Yeah, no, yeah. I got I got remarried. I got. Remarried what is so again. you have a, you have an adult child, an adult son. He's t- he is 22 years old. So what is this guy into? Is he trying to fo- is he trying to follow in your footsteps, or does he think you're a freak? Uh, <laughs> and has he made more money than you on TikTok alone yet? Uh, yeah, this, these are all good questions. He's up. You know what? He's he's applying to grad school. He wants to st- uh, study um, philosophy and and Lacanian so- psychoanalysis. God damn it! Yeah, I know. So he hasn't made more money than you. Got it. So he's, Dean, you're you're going to be paying smarter. for him. To, you're going to be paying him for him till he's forty. Is oh, you're, no. you're coming to terms with that? No, no, no. I think that. <laughs> oh I think no! I have, to, I have to look at my contract. I think uh, at age, <laughs> age twenty one. I don't know. I got I to check my contract. <laughs> No, I think that I, I think that. Uh, but you're you're an edge. I mean, for a guy that's been in bands for his most of his adult life, you do have a a a proper college degree. So I, I do. think you're you're the outlier in that in that case. Usually, we keep have accidentally having Harvard grads on the podcast. Is that right? Who else did you have? We just had uh, we just had a comedian and a writer who was there. He he ran the Lampoon when he was. When he was down, oh yeah, he was a younger guy though. Um, I was in Conan O'Brien's class. He was at the Lampoon back then. Yeah, oh, Conan, really? Conan. Yeah, yeah Conan so came up uh, when we were talking to him. Um, uh, I think he's you know if, if you're into comedy and you went to Harvard, that's kind of your north star. You know, yeah. Was he uh, was he an asshole back then too? <laughs> <laughs> he was. I, I barely I knew him just to say hello, like wave to say hello mm-hmm. to, and then and then when I, when I was on the show uh, when when Luna broke up, or it must be around when we broke up. 2004, I was on the show and I was like, oh, I went to school too. He's like, yeah, you were the guy with that, that hair, right? And I was like, <laughs> you're like, bro, so. you're known for the dumb hair, not me. You're the hair guy. So did you have some fucked up hair back then or what? <laughs> no more than it is now. I guess, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. No more than, what nah, I mean, nah, he's nah. the one known for his hair, right? That's what I'm saying. But you have a, yeah. you have a great head of hair. Thank you. Um, yeah, your hair looks quite good. Yeah, I think you've maintained nicely. You've, you know, like a, like a fine <laughs> wine. I'm, I'm impressed personally. That's Thank why you. I wanted to turn the camera on. Uh, we were talking about you before you before you came on, and and you went to high school in New York in the seventies, which I feel like was cool. Or, or or correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I went to I I arrived on my fourteenth birthday in nineteen seventy seven, and that uh, was August August one nineteen seventy seven. Somehow my mom got me into the Dalton School. I just missed Jeffrey Epstein by he was he. he had, <laughs> That was my next question. I was like, so did Epstein teach you economics or did you learn that stuff on your own? <laughs> he had just retired uh, at the Dalton School, which showed up in the, you know, in Woody Allen's Manhattan and and um, Of course. Sure. I think did uh, I think Trump went there too, is that right? <laughs> I don't think so. He went to uh the military academy up in the yeah, but I don't know where he went to high school. Just so just you and your pal Epstein. Uh, <laughs> just you and Epstein holding it down. I mean, well, it's it's the but I think New York in the 70s is so mythic, you know, to most people. But being like 18, 17 or 18, yeah. uh, were you were you running wild or were you about your books? <laughs> I did. I got good grades. I got my A's, but I was also run, running wild a little. So a little of both. How wild are we talking? Though? How wild are we talking? What, uh, yeah, not that wild. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, I, 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 you're a Dalton boy after all. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I dropped acid on the 
on the class trip, whatever. I, I could have been expelled a couple okay. times. I think I'm, I'm okay. kind of look back. I'm like, <laughs> I, look, guys, look, guys, I could have gotten expelled a few but times. You know what? The teachers were not, they didn't want to. Ex- I mean, you know, I'm thinking back to the to the other grade trip where I think my girlfriend gave me a Quaalude and oh. drank vodka and I passed out. Like I could have, if a teacher, if someone wanted to bust me for that, and kick me out, they would. But they, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They do had that. grounds. Okay, so yes. they, 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 they had rules. You know what? Back then, the Jeffrey Epstein thing kind of shows you how easy it was to get a job teaching there. That this guy, <laughs> he, did he have a college degree? I don't think so. No, I think he was. I think he he was friendly with someone at the top, and yeah. it kind of just like got him in there. You know what I mean? Which I. I look as a guy who doesn't have a lot of qualifications, but has been able to do okay in his life. I can't really hate on that. No, that's fine. It's fine. It's true. But it, but it was different. Like I remember another thing going to my uh, my drama teacher's apartment. He invited some of us over. We go over there, and he's you know he's giving us a drink, and there's like a he's got a mm-hmm. penthouse magazine. And they were like, ooh, like now now as the teacher, hey, I'm the cool professor. Huh? Yes, exactly. <laughs> we're gonna want to get you out of that shirt now. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 would not go over. That would not go over well uh, today. Absolutely, absolutely not. Uh, uh, you mentioned the magical word quaaludes. I would like to know. Could you just describe in detail what that high feels like for me? Somebody who has you know has no way of experiencing that sweet sting. I've only I I feel like I've done it twice, and both times it was the same girlfriend who gave it to me, and both times I blacked out, mm-hmm. and then and then the, the second time. Yeah, we had broken up, and then we we went out. She gave me Quaalude, some champagne, and then I, I I have no idea how I got home. And then six months later, it hit me. I was like, "Oh my god, I, we had we had sex that night." I, was, I couldn't remember it at all, and I, I was like, "That's why things are so okay. weird." So, so if that's you why, if you remember what why. the Quaalude feels like, then you didn't do it right. Is sort of well, maybe with, with maybe with booze. It just well, as a you know, as a former, I'm a I'm a uh, former oxycontin addict, and Quaaludes are the you know that's the top of the top. Like that's what you <laughs> that's that's what you're you know that's what you really yeah strive that's the for. that's the they don't make them like this no mole of of drugs for a true drug aficionado, you know. The air-cooled Porsche 911, if you will. Yeah, yeah. We all we all romanticize the generation's previous drugs, but I, that one particularly, I think, because of the Wolf of Wall Street, I think that brought it back into the the zeitgeist of popular culture. Can you even get get those things anywhere? Do they just not exist anymore? I don't think they. Exist. No, they don't uh, exist. There's 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 a lot of lore and and mythology on the internet about people who have stashes hidden for right. decades in like South America or. There's scientists in other part of the country who are trying to like reverse synthesize the drugs. <laughs> reverse engineer the <laughs> I mean, that's how much people like of all the drugs. You know, it's like it's a drug that was around and it's just fully extinct. Like, what drug can you think of that is like that now? Like, all the old drugs are still around. People are still doing heroin. Not yeah, heroin. Yes, not not opium. There's no more opium. Yeah, drugs. that's true. You've done some opium in your time, have you? Because I have. I have. I've smoked some opium. <laughs> really? There was this, there was for a while. There was this stuff called fopium that was f- fake. F- <laughs> what? Fopium. Um, I've done. Uh, you got that at Erewhon? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. I think if someone hands you opium, it probably isn't. Or like opiated hash. That was the other. Yeah, thing. that's opiated that's what. It, yeah, it's more. Yes. We used to. Yeah, when I was younger, we would we would have a thing called Downer Sundays, and um, it was a. <laughs> this is a this is a different time. This is your your parents. Yeah, yeah. Me, and my me, and my mom, my sister, and my dad, and um, we would before the Sunday roast was out of the oven, we would basically you would get hash, you get opium, and you would you would light it on a you know the AOL CD tins that used to come <laughs> so you would you would light it you would light it get it going you know what i mean cuz then it's smoking and then you would take a toilet paper tube oh my god and just kind of inhale off the off the tin and just you know float away man. so which uh, which train tracks were you living by chris when this was all going down <laughs> no i was an i was look i was an upstanding member of society who had a a job at a shoe store i was doing i was contributing right, okay so the you you would see the photos in the opium dens they'd have those kind of long ceremonial straws and you're like yeah, mm, that doesn't cut the mustard i need a straw that's about two inches in diameter yeah yeah i needed the Charmin straw is what i like my, to refer my penis to it. would be swimming in it it's, that's how much opium smoke that i plan on ingesting exactly. right now so that wait so the the compact disc you're like you're holding a flame underneath the no compact no no no, 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 no 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 it's it's the no, it's aol would send the cds in like a tin it was like you would, okay. you know what I mean. So you would put it on top, and you would light it, and then it would get smoking, and you would blow it out like incense almost. You know, you got to get resourceful back then. It was free. It was sustainable if you think about it. Really, you know what I mean. It was a free. <laughs> it was it was sent in the mail. You know. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm fine. I mean, you've so you've done uh, extensive touring. I mean, not like some. Not I never had a hit song. So that's what that's when they put you on the road for like eighteen months. Just right. like, yeah, but you've been around. You've been around long enough yeah. in enough bands yeah. where I feel like you've 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 played the Ukraine on a Thursday. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the closest I got uh, was Prague. I've played. I played the Czech. Czech Republic. Actually, it was Czech. Republic. Now, did did each now did did like Galaxy Five Hundred Luna? Did did each band have like weird markets that you would have to go to because you were very popular in like Germany specifically, kind of thing? Galaxy Five Hundred were were popular in the UK. Well, sure. I, and Germany also. I mean, something ha- happened to Ger- Germany. Used to be like the second biggest market in the world for recorded music, and then I didn't know that. Yeah, it was it was huge, and then all of, a sudden, all of a sudden it isn't anymore. But uh, um, nowhere weird, nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. I don't want. Oh, go. I was hoping, I was hoping you couldn't walk down the street, you know, in Stuttgart. You know what I'm saying, or something <laughs> like that. I can't get near Honolulu. Those guys love me down there. Spain, L- Luna are kind of popular in Spain. Like in Spain, like something like there've been times like. You know, I come come coming off to get my luggage from the thing, and the the luggage hand is like, "Oh, can I take my photo?" But really? Maybe just saw it. It's like, look, it's a guy with an electric guitar. I just think, damn. No. no, he was a Luna fan. He Did you? Do you guys ever play um, like the Primavera Festival in in Spain? One t- one time, yes, I did. How long ago was that? Eight years, I want to say ten. Okay, okay. I don't like festivals. For, I don't like like going to mm. them. But. I've always that's one festival I've always wanted to go to. They had they had like the, the perfect example of like modern kind of electronic music with like the old older classic bands, but like they would choose the perfect ones every time, like a like a Luna. Well, this year that you can do it. They're coming to Los Angeles. I saw well, that. Do it. I'm gonna try to weasel my way in. Speaking of speaking of festivals, uh, I, I believe that this is uh, 2022. Uh, if if all things if the stars align, I'm going to have to go to Coachella for the first time in my life at 39 years old. Well, you'll you'll find you'll you'll just be. T- I went I went actually the year we moved out to 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 L A. We moved in April. It was it was like a week later. Somehow I had 
I had to wangled some VIP mm-hmm. VIP tickets to Coachella. <laughs> it's exhausting. And these were in the and, and, and this is you know these were VIP tickets, but you got to stand. You get to stand on the other side of the chain link fence. Yeah, that's. I mean, exactly. I look. I love VIP treatment and Harry Styles. So this is kind of two worlds colliding for me. Um, <laughs> but I'm a little nervous about feeling stuck. You know what I mean? Like once you're there, you can't really leave. Is what it feels like. Are you going to camp? What are you going to do? Who, who's making you go? Do I, do I look like Do I look like a camper to you? He's not. He's not going. You know, against his will. He's He's never been, and he's kind of been actively thinking about it. Uh, you know, right. he's 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 talked a lot of shit on it over the years, and mm-hmm. in all festivals, but mm-hmm. Coachella specifically because you know it's such a easy target for a lot of ridicule, but. You know, he just loves Harry Styles that much. Exactly. I don't know what you know when it really comes down to it. But you are stuck there at any festival. Like once you walk in that those those gates and you show him your wristband, like you're not you're not gonna be like you know what I'm just gonna head back out, walk 45 minutes to my car, sit in traffic yeah, for three exactly. hours, go back home, take a little nap, and then I'll come back and catch Weezer at the end. Like nobody <laughs> does that. You're you're locked in forever. You're curled up in a ball, sleeping on the dirt floor. That's why the the, the best festival that I've ever played is, is ATP, which was like a small festival. That, um, All tomorrow's parties. Yes, and because it was it would be in like these holiday camps and and you could go back you could go to sleep you could go back to your room and take a nap in the in between acts that is that is nice but you what about you've done Gla- you've done glastonbury and all that shit right oh i did glastonbury with galaxy 500 yeah in the 1990 we were the first band on on the so you're saying so you guys so you guys played you guys played at 11 a.m. on on Thursday? <laughs> it, was, it was i think it was i think it was it was noon to noon and this back then glastonbury only had one stage it was just everyone yeah. was on the main i think it's it's gotten huge i just remember the mud just mud mud just having to hose our feet out on. i was good i was holding out i mean that was the idea i was holding out for oasis reunion at glastonbury that was <laughs> that was what i was holding out for and i'm, I'm as i as time progresses, I'm starting to think that might just never happen. So my consolation <laughs> prize is Harry Styles at Coachella. Uh, you know, I, you win some, you lose some. You know, God, what a what a sad substitution. <laughs> no offense to Harry. No, of course not. No, of course not. But I, I think the 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 mud part of it is also scary. I'm not a big wellies. I don't know how many pairs of wellies you have in the house right now, Dean. But I don't love the way that. They, I don't, they don't make my calves look very good. You know what I mean? They had that actually was an outbreak of trench foot. Oh, that, shit. The year that I was at, which, which is something that, you know, in World War One. They, play, they played right after you on the main stage. Trench foot was on Rough Trade with you guys, right? I like that. I like that album. <laughs> yeah. I like that record. And I also remember like a lot of cops as you go in there just shaking, make sure they've got any drugs in here. They're checking. Mm-hmm. They're checking. At Coachella, they're not, not doing that. I don't. What, yeah, can you tell me way. what trench foot is exactly? I think we can kind of do the math. You know, it's it's a little gangrene. Yes, exactly. It's okay. Just, yeah, okay. your your okay. uh, your extremities are exposed to muddy, dirty moisture for so many so many moments, and it's pro- it's probably a fungus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> I could tell you at <laughs> yep. college. Walk me through your Harvard degree and what you've been using it on lately. Yeah. <laughs> You're I have a degree in social degree. studies, which I know it, okay. it sounds like like something from fifth grade. I did take that cor- I did take that course in the fifth grade. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can get a degree. I know social. I know studying. Uh, how is it compared to sociology? Perhaps that's a good question. Yeah, you know what? It's like a, a multidisciplinary uh, mate. There are no professors in social studies. It's just mm. the, you take some anthropology, sociology, history, well, statistics. 
economics. Sounds like a real roller coaster. It does, yeah. Exciting stuff. How did, but how did you build this into your rock and roll lifestyle? I mean, I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't understand exactly. It's it's confusing. Yeah, it was a waste of my parents' money, I know. <laughs> it was it was cheaper back then. I don't know. I was I was not really a very good student uh, in college. I did have a band. I I worked at the radio station. So <laughs> maybe that had more impact on me than anything else working at the radio station. Yeah, I mean college college radio because I grew I grew up in Atlanta and um, we had a station there called WRAS eighty eight point five. Yeah, I've been there. Which, yeah, I was going to say, but it it has the. I believe it was like the most powerful like college radio station in the country as far as like like reach and like wattage and stuff. Not influence. Oh no, influence as well. But I just I just remember how important that was to my upbringing, and then realizing like that it was just like some doofus I knew playing the smiths you know what i mean it felt like this bigger thing that it was that's true and i'm like that's true. Bro, this is some dumbass is three years older than me like yeah he's a little older he's, he's heard some more records than you have. yeah true. And it's like <laughs> but uh but if matters. i thought i wasn't getting laid just imagine what this guy who works at the radio station on purpose <laughs> is doing. but actually the, the music director there when i did it was a guy named jeffrey weiss and then he went on to various A and R jobs. He's a great, he's a great guy. I've run into him since he lives in Los Angeles, and he's he okay. Well, there's a guy named Jeff Weiss who's been on this podcast before, but he's younger. I don't know if it's not the same guy. No, yeah, this okay, okay. This one, this guy would be fifty yeah, okay. and sixty. Small world, hey? What do you know? The real Jeff Weiss. Shots fired. Shots do you, fired. Wait, do you collect vinyl? You seem too smart for that. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- I have some vinyl, but I'm not like I don't obsessively collect it. Uh, yeah, I don't. It seems like a fool's errand to me, but I guess I buy stuff obsessively too that people might think is dumb, so I can't really fire shots, you know. But you managed to. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you know what? Hit the th- th- like. It it, uh, it does appreciate the value. It is. Uh, I don't know. We, I don't know you'll That's true. Right oh, yeah. yeah. That's especially true. right now because things come out. It's like there's, there's two thousand of them, and you're like, "Well, that's thirty bucks. That's a lot." But then a year later, people are just trading them for a lot more than that. So I'm told. Sure, no, it's true. It's all true. Well, um, now that you're in Los Angeles, no longer New Yorker, how has your life changed? How have you gone soft? How have you improved? <laughs> What are you indica or sativa? You know what all that stuff. <laughs> Is your mild? Uh, what's your mild time around the reservoir? <laughs> God. Uh, um, on the which where's the, re- oh, the yeah, Silver yeah, Lake yeah. Reservoir? I go I go for a hike and I I I go for a slow slow walk. Um, <laughs> yeah, you strike me as yeah. a slow walk guy when it comes to exercise. You don't really strike me as an intense intense guy. Hey, that's cool. It's true. I'm not an intense. So I I mean yesterday. I, you know what? I I played golf yesterday. I did that. Where are you playing golf at? In Griffith Park, that those you know those public courses. Yeah, yeah, Nothing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it's so crazy. Like I, like I've I've played golf there a bunch of times. I DJed a wedding at that golf course one time. It was a little nasty, but I just went <laughs> went hiking around there like last week, and now I'm like, well, the you know the guy from Galaxy 500 plays golf there. Yep. <laughs> Wait, we shouldn't talk about golf. It's right. It's, it'll it'll scare people away from your podcast. Oh no, no, we don't want to talk about golf whatsoever. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. worry. We're more yeah. of a tennis. We're more of a tennis family over here. Oh uh, yeah. Ever d- dabble in the gentleman's game? I was playing tennis for a little while when I moved out here, mostly to get my my son, who we've. T- We've discussed. Is he, oh, is he a player? No, he's not. But so to get him off the get him off the computer, stop playing Minecraft. Well, come on, let's go play some tennis. So mm-hmm. I got a I got a table tennis. I tried. Great parenting. I like that. You got to get these kids moving. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're well, the, we, we there's three things that we cover on this podcast the most: 
<clears throat> one of those is sports, which are not sports, but working out, which I think we just covered. You don't really care about that stuff. Well, we don't know that. You might do some wellness yoga. I I tried. I don't do yoga. My wife Britta does a, does yoga a lot a, a lot. And um, let's no, get her on I, the I, mic uh, then. <laughs> Yeah, she's she she like me. She's always trying to convince me to do to some yoga. Yeah. No, I do I do the I do a little something, but you're I'm just not. blessed. You're just blessed. It must be nice. You know, some of us have to work <laughs> for this shit, bro. Okay, like yeah. it, it is nice, Chris. It is nice. The other thing that we like to discuss here is, especially with Angelinos, is the preferred grocery store and what it says what it says about you. And um, yeah. you strike me as a cookbook guy, but I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> cookbook on the weekends, Chris. Yeah. What's your daily driver, though, Dean? Let me tell you how I'm, I have a cookbook about five times a week. Oh, just, baby, oh, Dean! It's just down the street from me. So why would? Yeah. It's that that uh, I, that was the first place I found a decent loaf of bread in in Los Angeles. I was here for four years. Like the bread sucks. Yeah. <laughs> The, the bread is good here now, but for a while, that baguette at, at Cookbook was kind of the only thing that was really, really excellent and special, wasn't it? Yes, it's true. That was like the only good one. Yeah, you're right. It has, it has improved. I remember I was at a restaurant once, and I was like, this is a good baguette. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, we, we, we fly it in from New York. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's too far. That's too far. Are you, are you cooking? I cook sometimes. Britta cooks more than I do, but we eat home like uh, most of the time. So th- that's a big difference between uh, living in, in New York and living here. Like here, I don't know why. Just mm-hmm. I mean, we're just lazy. It's it's uh, in New York. All you had to do is walk outside, go like a, a block or two. Totally, Brooklyn or the city doesn't matter. Here, it's like all right. Well, let's drive to this place. It's like no, I don't. Want, yeah, I don't it's want a whole to- thing. I'll just have some a bowl of cereal at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm having Cheerios for dinner again. I don't want to unplug the t- Tesla and everything. What color is your Tesla, Dean? It's uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no Tesla, not yet. No Tesla. Okay, that's cool. Are you an automobile man? Well, with, yeah, well, you need one out here, don't you? I know how to drive. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I learned on the wrong side. We drove our, our uh, uh, Subaru Impreza outback. From Brooklyn to Los Angeles with stuff in the back. We get yeah, really. Just, why would you do? Why would you do that? Cool. You, why would you? You've, <laughs> you've done that in in a bus in a van. Why would you do that in a car? This was good though because it, like it was just like eight hours a day of driving, and then I didn't have a sound check and I didn't have a gig. I could just mm. you just get to go to the shitty hotel. There's no fans. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is perfect. That's what an arrangement. It all it's just the best part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like you live. In a, an interesting LA lifestyle, I, I feel like you you're, you're not participating in a lot of the stuff that most people are. Like you, gentlemen, if you if you get to work from home yeah. a little bit, mm-hmm. then the number one problem is eliminated, which is traffic. Right? That's the thing that people scream about. Yeah, we have, we're true. privileged enough to remove that from our life if we want to. Yes. That said, if you go back to New York City now, the traffic is is just much worse than it was oh, yeah. ten years ago. How often? How often are you going back? Uh, like once a year for a, for a gig. Yeah. Once a year, that's it. And I'll be going back uh, for a gig. I got a I got a gig in in uh, May May eleventh. Where are you playing? On Bleecker Street, La Poisson Rouge. Oh. That place used to be. That used to be the Life. Was that the name of it? Like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, like the famous nightclub for yeah. sure. Now I've been to Le po- Le Poisson Rouge. I love your accent. This is going to be like a solo show type of thing. Are you doing something new and different? What's going on? I'm playing songs from my new solo album. Which is new and different to me, and then uh, uh, then a bunch of old songs too. When is it? When does the when does the new record come out? It came out already in um, 
October, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I think it was October. <laughs> yeah. It's called. I. It's called. I want to show you a picture. Of please, it. please, yeah. please. Not that, not that anyone else can see. It. I don't know why I'm doing this. It's called. I have nothing to say to the mayor of L.A. <laughs> That's the title of the. Of the Is album. this a politically charged album from you? A little, a little bit more than usual. Yeah. There's a. There's a. There's an anti-war song on here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was hoping for anti-mask, but I guess I'll take anti-war. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> our, 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 speaking of masks, I think our mayor of Los Angeles was recently spotted uh, on a, in a photo in a, in a football stadium with Magic Johnson yeah, without yeah. a mask. And his excuse was, uh, don't worry, I was just holding my breath. Yeah, I saw <laughs> It's so cool. I saw that. I saw that this morning. What a wild, like, uh, I like to imagine him with his team being like, all right, what about this excuse? I'll say I'm holding my breath, and everyone's like, that's it. That's the one. No one's going to. That's it. Let's go I, with no that. No one's going to have a problem with that. I thought he would. Airtight. I thought he would be an appointed ambassador to India. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It sounds like a joke, but I, but I thought he had. He was like, because as, as payback for supporting Biden early on, there's like, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, you the, get, that was those, the story. They, but the, those ambassador jobs are considered, those are just given out as gifts, right? Those are like fake yes, jobs. But, but also it's also it's a, it's a stepping stone into, because it's into yeah. further politics. Higher, yes. Something, something greater than being the mayor of LA. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I would love an ambassador job. I don't know if every country would be perfect for me but i think that i could probably make it work <laughs> whichever countries you don't jive with chris i'll handle the other ones i'm i'm diplomatic in my own way just like you you get a driver and a license plate a special license plate oh you get and and diplomatic immunity right you go you go wild diplomatic plates on the g-wagon oh baby oh man i'm ready to trade some arms you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to Get be a some criminal. of that Saudi blood on my hands. Happy to be a criminal. Um, the other thing that we talk to recording artists about on this podcast are sinks, sink licenses, mm-hmm. like the license, not the uh, not something that you'd see in the loo, right? What we like to talk about are, you know, the good and the bad of the sinks. Everyone, you know, from a, from the biggest band to the littlest band, has had some type of sink scenario that ended up being very fortuitous, didn't think it was going to go that way, but it did, or full heartbreaking um, despair because, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, the the keyboard player didn't like Kentucky Fried Chicken, so now I'm homeless type thing, you know, so <laughs> do you have any, uh, you have any tales like that? Any sync talk? It's hard to turn down that money. I tell you what, the one, the one, smart man, okay. The one, the one sync job that was kind of painful for us was, um, Phillips, those Phillips ads for, um, I don't know, when they were getting back into, they're just trying to re- reintroduce their brand to America. And mm-hmm. they, uh, they came to us and said, we want uh, a little sn- a cover of the, the Beatles singing, uh, it's getting better all the time. I have to admit, it's good. So I remember this commercial. Yeah, you did. Cause it, because it, so we did it and uh, we worked really hard on it in the studio. I've got to admit it's getting better. Is it I've got to admit or I have to admit it's getting better? And there were arguments of the ad agency. But anyway, about that. But anyway, we did the thing. And I remember a manager calling up and she's like, well, she's like, and it was also, it was going to be like a quarter of a million dollars. And she said, yeah, yeah. She said, basically, you've got it. And I said, what does basically mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, basically, it puts me at ease, but it's not putting me at ease right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
And and basically what happened is that then somebody new came in at Phillips or the agency and changed their mind. And then they, so they had this band Gomez do it. So not only did we lose out on the job, but then we had every time that ad just ran all all the time. We just had to watch and had to watch this guy with like a growly blues voice. You know, fuck Gomez. That's what I said. (laughs) I, I, whoever this creative director of this agency was was really indie leaning. I tell you what, Gomez, yeah. like that's like yes, it's true. Well, this is that's 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 interesting you say that because I feel like this. Well, this was late nineties, and at that point, the ad age, the programmers at the people at ad agencies were more adventurous mm-hmm. than the people at radio stations. Yeah. The interesting part about this situation is that you guys had to record like a cover. It's not just the call that's like, hey, we like track three. That shit slaps. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. gonna use it. Like here's the money. Like you had to work for it. Yes. Well, doing a cover in a way is easier. It is when you when people call you up and say, "Okay, we've you know here's that here's what it looks like. We got this Led Zeppelin song in here. We wanted to give that kind of vibe." And I'm just like, "Come on." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to get that kind of vibe from from me or from anyone. It's Led Zeppelin. Hello. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a good point. Just just quickly do a Zeppelin song. Yeah, yeah. Just try it. Just cool. capture their unique magic and spirit. But but with but with uh, with ten percent of yourself in there as well. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, I make mean, it your own. I don't know. I mean, I think at this point you lived through the sellout era. You know where that's not really a conversation anymore. So oh yeah, like you don't. Everybody does everything for money, and the fans love it. Whereas I think in the nineties that wasn't the case. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about my record again. I've got a song in here called Cashing In. And the, but the chorus is, I'm not selling out, I'm cashing in. So you're pro, you're pro cashing in then, much like us. Well, it depends what it is. If I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't let a song be used in an ad for the Marines or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I draw the line. How, the question is, how much money is it again? That's <laughs> well, that's, that's always the question. There's, there's a few, there's like the two categories. There's like absolutely not. There's the absolutely yes. And then there's the, what's the budget yeah you know but i do know of another yeah i do know uh, of another band uh, a welsh band i'll just say but i but they'll remain okay. who were offered who were offered like a mcdonald's ad and i think three of the four were like yes we we want that money but then one of them was like no they you know they're serving up cows and i'm opposing them. so this was manic street preacher <laughs> <laughs> i'll take that as a yes Okay, yes, it goes it goes without saying. The Mannix did it again. I mean, I think that the moral I, I understand the, the morality of the whole thing, but I also think that we live in a world that is just we are constantly, you know, engaging with corporations in every single way. And I just think it's unavoidable to a point. Yeah. Um I mean that's like the Spotify thing. I, I'm just like so what are you going to do, guys? Like, you know, you're going to go to Weezify? Is that going to fit? You know what I mean? Like, what what are you really going to do? I know. I, I've been asked this, too, obviously, this this week. And I just pointed out to someone. I'm like, look, here's, here, let me show you the statistics of where my digital income comes from. And it's 45% is from Spotify. Yeah. 20% from iTunes. And then mm-hmm. it's like, you know. Pandora. You're telling me Amazon, you're telling me Pandora. that Luna's not big on title? That's crazy, man. <laughs> I thought that would have been up in the top. You can be big on title, but title is one percent of the of you know. So that that's, that's the thing. true. That's so that's, that's the true. thing. And so now it's like yes, yes, Spotify don't pay enough, but they also pay the most. It's a, it's a, it's the a, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you put it like that, it's a true conundrum. They pay a, a worse rate. But since they're bigger, yeah. it, it I'm yeah. just you know I'm just not a big. I, it's it's funny because I'm a big singer songwriter guy. Neil Young was never for me. 
I, I, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know why that is. I just never got into Neil Young. You're not a revolutionary cat. <laughs> I guess. I, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely not. I just, I, that is because there's a lot of young people that are like, who is Neil Young? Yes, I'm sure. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely, I mean, because he's a legend. So it's kind of crazy to see that. But I, I guess that, you know, that, that is, that is not music for everyone to say the least. He's, he's opposed to the sync license also. If you remember that old song, This Notes for You, it was a whole ad, a whole song about not, you know, I, he must be very frustrated because all these things, you know, syncing and streaming and everything, like, that's just normal now. It's just you, the most it's ubiquitous. It's the status quo. It's what everyone does. He must feel like he's taking crazy pills. Well, that's true. He can do it. He's, he's whatever. He's, he's wealthy and he's, he's getting on. He's right. Well, that's the, that's the issue that I hear from a lot of musicians, especially like, you know, working class for lack of yeah. a better term. It's like, this is, this is our income. Like we haven't been able to tour. We haven't been able to do this. This is our income. It's like, it's easy for uh, it's easy for people to take a stand when they're rich. Yeah, that, like anything else, like anything else in life. Yeah, I mean the thing is, if you if you're a, if you're a young band and you put your record out and you don't put it on Spotify, it's almost like you don't exist. It's almost like it doesn't. It's just yeah, Bandcamp Bandcamp ain't hitting the same. It's, way. Yeah, it's like we're writing a book and it's not available at Amazon. Right. And, you know, it doesn't mean we can't. You know. You know, try to organize and try and get Spotify to pay better. I'm all for that, but uh, we're working on it right now. Yes, how do you, you are. how do you feel about um? You know, th- it seems like a, a not a win for podcasting compared to musicians, but it was definitely a little bit of a turning of the tide in terms of you know podcasting being this niche little thing, and now it's starting to you know take big victories against it's true music you yeah know, does that are you are you shaking in your wellingtons over there well i mean it's all all, all these all these big companies spotify apple amazon they're uh, youtube none of them are mu- actual music companies right even though yeah of course no so they can they'll, they can use music to lure you in they've, they've broken a lot of careers of musicians get a song in an apple commercial back in the day it could change your life type of thing you know oh yes yes it's that yeah yeah that yeah you remember one two three four by feist i'm sure <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> small example yeah that is a, that's a small example she's been she's figured it out you know post one two three four success <laughs> reeling reeling from the success we have the same but we have the same booking agent by the way you guys have the same booking agent that i do oh high road oh I don't know if you knew Damn. that. You know, it's funny. Out. I just got an email from High Road while we were recording. Is that right? Yeah. I, I, I noticed that when I read about I was, I read about your show in the New York Times. Oh, thank you. Uh, when was that? Like three months ago, four months ago? Something like that, yeah. November-ish or so. It said you had just signed the High Road Touring. And I we're, also, we're also signed to Jag Jaguar, the independent record. Oh, that's record. right. You've so. got a record deal. I don't even have that. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Look, I didn't want to rub it in, but I mean, I didn't. But yeah. you've had, you've had. Did you talk to those guys for me? I can, I can <laughs> send them your demos if you just want to send them over. We transfer is best. <laughs> but are you know, in your experience, because we've talked to a few people on the show, and they're kind of like, "Look, major labels do a lot of work that I don't want to do. It's not as bad as people. You know, it's not actually that bad if you have the right people working for you. Is that was that your experience? Or are you on some fuck the labels shit? <laughs> um, no, you know what. When you start doing this stuff for yourself, mm-hmm. like if you start if you start managing the band yourself or running a label yourself, you all of a sudden realize how much work goes into every little thing and appreciate those people a little a little bit more. Right? You know, if there was there were some people that Electra I didn't like, but there were some people who were like I don't know they were there like working to get more people to hear your record. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's it's if you know it's it's a. 
you need the you need the team. So you're doing it yourself now. Yes. Well, I mean, I have a distributor. I do. I don't. Yes. Yeah. So you get a little money. Yeah. You get a little money from Red, you know, to promote the thing, but not a lot. Right. <laughs> I I do go to the post office quite a lot. No, you're not. You <laughs> shut the fuck up. That would be. I would love to see you in the in the Subaru just loading boxes of records at the post office. That would really that'd be a great thing to Dean, see. Dean, we got to get you an intern over there. Do some of these. Do some of these post office runs. <laughs> It's true. Who's the staff of the label? Is it just you? Who's the staff? Well, uh, they're they're in the they're in the warehouse in North Carolina. There's people there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I understand. So they're uh, they're off site. I've, I've got I've I've got my publicist Lisa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up, Lisa? There's nobody here. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I think that I, I'm I'm of the mind, and Chris kind of deg- disagrees with this, but I I I like a little bit of that kind of tangible work you know filing orders and stuff uh, and oh bo- yeah putting you know maybe a little handwritten thank you note on there or, you know we'll, th- <laughs> we'll throw in an old sticker or something like that you know you're bu- i feel like you're building a fan or a customer or whatever a friend for life when you're when you're doing that the unfortunate part is it is a pain in the ass and it gets old in about <laughs> 10 minutes yeah but it's easier it's easier to go to the post office than it is to um, write a song mm. <laughs> Ah, okay. So it's a it's a perfect distraction when you're not getting that that second bridge. Nailed <laughs> it is down. really, isn't it? It's just like I need to organize the LP. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. We love busy work. I get that. And if I'm and if I'm gonna go over to the post, the the Subaru's filthy. I should probably go take it in to get detailed. <laughs> and I, I, I'm 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 probably gonna get a little <laughs> a little peckish after that. Get one of those little finger sandwiches from Proof. It's right down the street. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're making a latte in the kitchen. It takes 15 minutes minimum. So what are some other ways that you distract yourself, Dean, from the work that has has to be done? You know what I mean. Instead of writing another hit record, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, what to, do you uh, what do you do all day? We all do it. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes I gotta like clean the gutters out. Or, um... Dean, my kind of guy. Brenda's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, get down off there, you'll break your leg. Like, yeah. but you're doing, so you're doing you're doing the work around the house when and the and the Telecaster sitting on the wall is what you're saying. <laughs> You know what? You know what I'm doing today? I got I got practice today. I, I delayed it a little to, to, so I could talk with with you two. Well, this is this is more thank important you, than practice. You. You've been playing guitar for 40 years. You're fine. That's true. That's true. I don't need to practice. Sure. The only time that Telecaster is getting strummed is when a Swiffer runs across it. Is what it sounds like, <laughs> Dean. <laughs> so so you're practicing with a with a full band, or is yeah? This... I'm practicing with a band. I got a show. I got a show coming up in. Uh, it's it's confusing. I'm supposed to be uh, like in London today. I was supposed to be on tour, yeah. a, a UK and European tour that has been uh, postponed now for like the for the third time. That's oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, we can talk to High Road for you if they're not kind of pulling their weight. <laughs> if, if you need us to, you know, we can. I Chris, we might to. have to talk to Boris for this one. It might be out of their jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was close. We had to make the decision in December. Anyway, just at the numbers, it just wasn't looking like this would be a good yeah. time to be riding it around uh, the UK in a van. It's a, yeah. tr- a smart move, unfortunate, and it must be very disheartening to cancel your tour three times. It's because you know what? It's rebooked for july i'm like you know what july in glasgow will be a lot nicer than february and anyway so we're playing uh pappy and harriet's in, oh. In, in, uh, oh yeah uh in a month and then san francisco and then the la show is in is in may finally i just where's uh, the la show zebulon zebulon oh damn okay cool, cool. damn yeah yeah i like that place do you guys need an opener what's going on <laughs> 
Uh, I have an opener. Why do you guys do out? You guys like to have people abuse you? We we do live sh- we do live shows. We did a tour. We were lucky enough to like get in that little window at the end of last year before everything got shut down again. Yeah, you know I can offer, of course, a DJ set if the budget is looking good. <laughs> Otherwise, we can do a live podcast. No, D, we we played it. We played only classic indie rock venues. We did Barry Ballroom in New York. Yes, you know, I saw that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the same venues. That's what I mean. It's almost like it's almost as if we have the same agent. It, it is almost <laughs> like yeah, those guys. You know, little those peek guys, behind the curtain of the industry. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to show people that. But so your your wife is in the band. She is for a long time now. Yeah, she's in she's in Luna too. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. You're that's you're a freak for that one. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, a lot of <laughs> most most of the people I know they got a they they have a exactly they got a studio lock up so they can go you know get away from the old ball and chain. Yeah, right. But not you. So where do you where do you go to escape and get a little solo time other than the hills of Griffith Park? <laughs> uh, well, here I am right now. I'm in the basement. I'm in the, the, the granny flat. <laughs> granny flat. I like that. Yeah. But you guys have been making music together for like the entirety of your relationship. In and out of the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. You're a very you're a very advanced guy for that, man. I don't think a lot of fellas could deal. Uh, yeah. Well, we have uh, we have a uh, Different different skills. You know what? She's a much she's a much better engineer than I than I am. <laughs> really? So she so she's pulling her she's pulling her weight on the board. She is pulling her weight. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That may. Yes. I, I just okay. feel like it's a lot of togetherness. You know what I mean? Uh, that is true. I, I feel like Chris is projecting his own personal <laughs> life situation. No, no, no. On, right? I'm really, not, I'm really not. But it's 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 always interesting to me when when it's like you know everything is so deeply intertwined. You know what I mean? And, tour, yeah. and touring is also like stressful. You know, it's stressful. It's like it's not mm-hmm. the most fun situation every day. So I it's feel like, true. Oh. It's true. So yeah. yeah. So it's it's not always perfect. But you know, I actually pr- I prefer this to. Uh, the way my life was before, you know, mm-hmm. le- leading a, you know, a, a whole different life on the road. Whatever, it catches up with you. That shit. Say no more, brother. <laughs> Say no more. You'll find out. We've all we've all had a tryst in Orlando, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something in the yeah. water down there. Dude, the tour manager's banging on your door at the Four Seasons in Tampa, mm-hmm. and you're not waking up. It's bad. Lobby call, I, Dean. I know that. I, yeah, I, <laughs> lobby call moves for no man. You know what? I am always. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm usually the first in the van. Really? Do you party, Dean? Are you sober? Or are you? Are you just a normal guy who drinks wine? Um, I'm not sober. <laughs> I'm not sober. Um, Next question. I will drink wine and occasionally I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let loose once in a while. You have a little puff of uh, marijuana, or are you talking about something, something like that? Okay, something like something that. like that. I was about to say, if you're still doing coke, I'm going to have to call it somebody. No, no, no. You know. I want to. I want to coke. I, I want. Uh, I have a friend tried to get me to do that recently. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like this is the best. It's like the best, the purest coke. I'm like, I don't care how good it is. I don't like. I, I like. You put it out. You put it in front of me. I'm like, that looks like fun. And how could I say no to that? But then I just. Mm-hmm. Then I think I'm gonna die, and I don't like thinking I'm gonna die. And that's. And it's. And maybe Look, it's all up here. But. If you get bad coke, then yeah, you definitely feel like you're gonna die. But sometimes was was this friend of yours, quote unquote, somebody whose knowledge of cocaine you could trust? Because yes. you can trust him. Okay. Yes, he's right. Because if it, I, well, I have a <laughs> yes. I have a friend. Yes. Uh, there's like three people in my life who, if they're like. You know, I know you normally don't do right. this. I know you're not a coke guy, but like, but this is this the is, shit. I gotta tell you, this is. <laughs> and if, if if they catch me in the right mood, you know, I got a you know, I got a martini or two in me. I might take a little tootski, yeah. sure. Yeah, but you've you've done enough cocaine in your life. I'm I'm, I'm assuming. I have. Yes, I've done enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
done enough. <laughs> I've done enough. I mean, the, the classic thing they say: some people have a, a go button and a stop button. Yeah, and some people, some people, and some people only have the go button. Right? Mm. I, yeah. I, I, I certainly have the stop button. I know when to. Thank to God, say. we have the stop button. Four in the morning, and my, I, I'm like, no, that's it. Yeah. Did you guys do any? Did you guys do any crazy opening slots in your in your time? Who did we open for? We opened for the Screaming Trees. Classic. I was thinking. I was thinking more Rolling Stones. You know, I love the Screaming Trees, but a little more Bowie. We opened for the Velvet Underground. Oh shit! Re- really? When they reformed, Luna did that to us. So that's that's the biggest. Uh, so you guys, you guys got a lot of of Velvet comparisons over the years but you you personally don't think that you guys sound like them too much but then when they ask you to open for them is it like okay it's a little on the nose or how did you feel about that i was just i thought someone was putting me on that it was even happening yeah, yeah. I was like, what what are you talking about <laughs> they getting back together what i don't know i wasn't gonna say no to that i'm not i'm not too worried right. about it. so do you agree with the comparisons of velvet underground um not really. <laughs> I, I think I, I feel like having, having seen them play live. I just think nobody sounds like them. They were really, you know, they had yeah. like the viola and the drummer standing up, and it's like uh, uh, I think Luna's a lot more pop and m- melodic than they. I don't know. So I don't think I don't think I like I like Luna more than more than the Velvets. If that makes you feel any better. Oh, that's uh, I don't. <laughs> Yeah. That's what he needed to hear. That's what he needed to hear. Yeah, yeah. That's what he needed to hear, Jason. Some podcaster said he liked my shit better than the dead guy shit. Thanks, bro. No, I'm not some, you know, much like much like your your life partner, I am uh, a, a bit of a gear slut. You know, a lot of people say the magic of Velvet Underground is that that lo-fi quality to it, but you know, sometimes you you're like I wish I was listening to this music in a little bit more fidelity and Oh yeah, that's, that's true. What, well, and also that's what your uh, band is but also for. just we recorded in an, in an era where there was more yeah, <laughs> you know, the the 90s when there was more fidelity. How are you at the how how are you at the drums though? Can you play the drums? Terrible. You can't play the drums? Not at all. Unbelievable. <laughs> so you, can- you know what? I'm 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 usually the worst musician uh <laughs> In the band, that's it. The songwriter is often the worst musician. But that's good. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good sign. Like, I don't yeah. want you to be too. I don't want you to be a shredder. That's dorky. <laughs> but it's also fun to be the worst musician in the band. Yeah, it's true. Walk around, that's and be true. like, "What are you guys going to do? Kick me out?" <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> I know. Have fun with your little nerd time signature scales or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You guys are going to go write another hit. <laughs> I'll be back. I'm gonna write another hit. So what's what what's some of the non uh non traditional music that you've been listening to lately? Have your uh have your spirit soared into the world of electronic dance music? Are you into two step UK garage, drum and bass, anything like that? No. I'm so, I'm nope. afraid I'm afraid not. No, okay. Jason, he's cool. He's cool, bro. He plays guitar and listens to music made with guitars. <laughs> okay. What okay, what, what might be the mo- most surprising yeah. musical artist or or style of music that you you happen to like, you know, a cheeky little secret that only <laughs> mummy knows about. Well, <laughs> if, if I, you know, if I if I like the right the right song by like Britney Spears or something. I'm not right. a close. Okay. Just, uh, there, there we go. go. I mean, I, That's right, Dean, because Dean, like much like me, you can respect a hit. You don't want to hear all this bleep, bleep, bloop, bloop, <laughs> fucking electronic shit. But you can have a bleep. You want to hear a chorus. Britney Spears makes a lot of bleep, bleep music, Chris. No, she does. It's true. That's true. So is that, is that it, Jason? That's... Jason likes bleep, bleep? Well, exactly. I, I like all music, but I, I am partial to a little bleep, bleep as well, you know? I mean... Bjork just played in LA and I missed her and you know something like that is you know a nightmare for Chris but 
An, e- an evening no, of, I like of Bjork. I'm not going to go see Bjork. She's a, she's a nice mix of the bleep bleep and the other. I, I agree. That's true. Agree. I'm going to see. I'm, I did buy tickets to go see Jawbreaker and the Lemonheads. That's a little more my. I'm a big Lemonheads guy. Where where is that going to be? Wiltern. 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 Oh yeah. Are you going to go see the Lemonheads? Or are you going to go see Evan Dando and the band? It's always the Lemonheads if Dando is in front. That's my take on that. I think. Yeah. Well, but why though? You know, is is it the Stones? If Keith ain't there, no. But is it the Smiths? If Johnny ain't there, Chris? There, there's no, there's no other member of the Lemonheads that anybody can even name. <laughs> I can, but I was there. I was there. I was there. You don't, you don't count, Dean. You don't count, Dean. I yes. mean, but you know what I'm saying. Like overall, it's there's no yes, Keith Richards of the Lemonheads. It's it's yeah. it's merely Dando. And I, I mean. I guess you guys are probably you and Dando are similar. Like you guys came up at the same time, I guess. Yeah, he's probably uh, he's probably a couple years younger than I am. Yeah, he's a couple Maybe. years younger, but he like I mean, it's I don't know why for me it's like always like realizing how old he is is always like surprising to me. Lemonheads and Galaxy Five Hundred came out of Boston at the same time. They were they were more popular than we were. Oh, I forgot that. Oh, I forgot yeah. the Boston Connect. I always yeah, forget yeah, that. Yeah. You, Van Morrison, and the Lemonheads, all my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Van Morrison is no longer. I can't call him a favorite, but it, it'll stay between us. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> were you listening? Uh, final question: Were you listening to any like straight edge hardcore punk music back in the day? Little slap shot from Boston, maybe. Uh, I liked Minor Threat. Damn right, brother. What about Fugazi? I feel like you would like Fugazi. And, and Fugazi too. Yes, only the you know creme de la creme for you. Yes, exactly. The prestige. Mm-hmm. He only wants the foam on top, is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Very damn, nice, Chris. Dean. Appreciate you. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for taking the time, Dean. You guys go listen to the record. Obviously, you know you've got a deep catalog available for streaming and purchase wherever music is sold. Yes, exactly. Available now on Spotify. Exactly. You're playing in May in LA, you said? Yes, at Zebulon. May 11th at Zebulon. So all you all, so all you 19-year-old TikTokers smoking cigarettes at Zebulon, you know, stay <laughs> stay for Dean's set. Yes, exactly. Or maybe this maybe they maybe they're coming for the after sometimes you're playing but the real thing's happening later. It's they're loading in right as you're loading out. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. I will I will be DJing after you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. We'll make sure to say hello. So we, uh, we'll see. I'll save, uh, I'll save some of my Casamigos for you, though, Dean. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, we'll you. do a shot before you go on, just like we did in the old days. Oh, man. All right, Dean. Thank you. Uh, have a great afternoon, and we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. All right. Later, man.